90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, everybody. How are you? Kel, Adam, we're back. We've made it another week. Yes. And, and what is this? There's a weather system hit, hitting, the, uh, hitting our friends in the States on the West Coast called the... Uh, a wind bomb or a weather bomb or something with a bomb in it that doesn't sound friendly at all and i think that we're getting the a bit of a tail on that it's windy here so no real complaints there's no bomb in our forecast which is nice <laughs> that's always i think it is called a weather bomb it's a bit odd have you ever had an ice cream bomb what what does that mean so I used to watch the uh, the cooking network and like back in the day. So this actually might have been either this would have been late, late 90s to uh, so Emeril Lagasse. Remember him? Oh, mm-hmm. so Damn. it was I think it was his show or someone else's. Maybe it was his show. Um, they had like a guest come on where it's a dessert. And so you make it in a bowl. So you put like I think it was like chocolate, like melted chocolate. Then you put like a layer of, of ice cream, then like flat cake, then you keep kind of doing that. Yes, and then that. you put it in the freezer and it freezes. Wow. And then you turn it upside down and somehow you get it out of there. And then you pour more <laughs> like you pour more <laughs> liquid chocolate, if you will, and then freeze it again. And it's called like the ice cream bomb. I'm looking at pictures on the internet. It looks delicious. You're welcome. It sounds wow. exactly welcome. right. Like, I think my mouth is watering. And it, yeah, it can be at any flavor. I, looking at the pictures, there's every flavor on the rainbow. Wow. I might make that tonight. For dinner. <laughs> 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 nice. Exactly. Well, ahead of your dinner plans, Kel and Adam, uh, we have got some news and new music from, um, how can I position this in a, uh, in a teasy kind of way? Uh, a member of the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2020 and his side project. Ah, okay. All right. ah, I know and that's a, it could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> also that uh, Elton John reminds us uh, what his incentive is to get through his farewell tour, which kind of falls under the um, not exactly news uh, folder. <laughs> we'll also tell you the truth about Guns N' Roses new music air quotes uh, Kelly's trivia is going to jar your memory. We'll do a 90s rewind that'll give you the oh, yes. Uh, and we'll also tell you who is nudging Victoria Beckham back to our favorite decade for inspiration. We'll get to that and uh, travel down uh, a little bit further down the spice rack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll this tell you who Mel old. C joined on stage. I know it's a groaner father joke, bad joke. Uh, <laughs> Mel C was on stage. I think we should probably start there so we can get our spice on because last Saturday morning, Mel C got a call to join Coldplay on stage. And uh, that's my dog. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a tambourine. It could be. He's gifted. Uh, so, Hollywood Bowl was the stage. And um, and so she gets a call in the morning and by the evening she's singing with the band. And you know what happens in that case? Literally two becomes one. <laughs> there's I'm trying to make Kelly creep out. It's a little bit of a throwback to when we <laughs> there's used to many, talk about there's two becomes one. There's some strong uh, finger action going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank God for our visual podcast, with which for our audio listeners, you can find on our YouTube channel, youtube.com. <laughs> for our audio listeners who were like, strong finger action. What show am I listening to? Yeah, exactly. What's going on here? I think she also wore track pants, if memory serves to this shindig. I think As she should. 
As she should. She's but I think too, like she, I think she messaged him to say that she was going to go to the show or something. And then he was like, come sing with me. And then away they, they went, which is awesome. And, and it's so funny. Cause I guess I would not picture Chris Martin who always comes off as like super serious, like a fan of the spice girls. Well, he's so gentle. He's such a nice guy, you That's know, true. like he's, he's kind hearted. You can see it when he, uh, speaks in interviews when he was doing the uh, Instagram stuff during the lockdown. He's just like a heart on his sleeve kind of guy. Uh, and of course, I mean, in keeping with uh, his fandom <laughs> for the Spice Girls, <laughs> the intro for Mel C at that show was she arrived. Please welcome from England and Great Britain and the Spice Girls, Melanie Chisholm, a.k.a. Mel C, a.k.a. Sporty Spice, a.k.a. a total legend. That's nice. But yeah, he loves them and her clearly and Adele should hang out (laughs) by the way I don't know if I told you so this is a the now part of our equation I watched Adele she did a Vogue 73 questions feature yeah Mm -hmm. and so the interviewer guy asked her what she admires most about the Spice Girls and it's funny because if you listen to it quickly you almost think that she's like dissing them but she's not because he's like, so he's like, what, you know, what do you like, like the, the most about the whatever? And she goes, they really don't care. They don't care about anything <laughs> like that's like her answer. Nice. But I think she was trying to intone that, like, they just do their thing and yeah. like to hell with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Which Adele seems to be doing as well. So that's why she. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, But I really hope that because I don't think I've ever heard Adele collaborate with anyone. And actually in this 73 questions, uh, she was asked who she'd like to collaborate with. She says Chris Stapleton, the country star. Oh, but that would I be nice. think it would be amazing if she would do a collaboration with the Spice Girls. She could do it. I think it's interesting that they ask who she's a fan of. I think that she's at a point now where I think anybody would do something with her. Oh, anybody. Yeah. She's that damn good. But and it would be super fun to see because all of her songs are usually, well, not all of them, but I, I think you know, predominantly it's like serious stuff. Like she's crying, she's wailing, she's upset about somebody or something or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it'd be cool if she did like a spice up your life remix. With, with oh yeah. And she's been going live too on Instagram, which is kind of cool. Just rando yeah, popping yeah. on. People love that. And by people, I mean me. Right. And me. W- weren't you watching Melissa Etheridge do that a lot during lockdown? Yeah, she did. Uh, was it 57 days straight where she just wow. came on? on social media it was facebook primarily and mm-hmm. then uh it evolved into something much bigger and then her son passed so that's when this the that run of shows stopped and then they came back and i think when they started uh doing it it was sort of like you know we're in lockdown for a few weeks and then that kind of thing but i think everybody started to realize that it was going to be longer than a few weeks and so she herself i'm sure didn't think that 57 shows in would get to that right. um so that when they came back after, uh, I guess, beginning their grieving process, they came back and they had a studio set up. They went, they amp- ramped up their uh, their offerings. And then with that, there was the offering to, uh, you know, p- buy a membership kind of thing. So she figured out how to make it work for her financially and for how she could support what she was doing, which was kind of smart. Um, I myself like the free angle. but she and she was i mean she offered quite extensively like access q a stuff um and did continue a a bit of the uh the free free angle also which was nice but 
yeah, their uh, their setup was next leveled when they came back at it. So it was really cool. As she should, she's Melissa Etheridge. She's Melissa Flippin' Etheridge. <laughs> now, for Spice Girls Continuum, <laughs> yep. from Mel C, we go to Posh Spice because Victoria has been getting some fashion suggestions <laughs> from her children, which aren't really kid. I mean, they're always going to be her children, but her eldest is 22. Soon to be married. And really? See? Yeah, yeah. Crazy? Um, Brooklyn is uh, engaged to... Uh, a girl. He's only 22. Eh? Wow. Um, yeah. And then I guess Harper is the youngest, right? Harper seven. So she's probably like what? 11 now. Something like that. It's confusing when there's a number as your middle name. Um, but, <laughs> but fashion advice, because the parents, uh, the kids have been going through uh, old pictures and then sending them to her saying, you should do this again. <laughs> and she's kind of like, uh, I don't know about leather pants and puffer jackets. But they're like, you should totally do it. And she's, she thinks that if she did it, she'd be locked away by the fashion police. But what I love is that her kids who are 22 and under think that this, because in the article it mentions that it's all of her like 90s fashion. So yeah. I love that her 22 and under kids realize how cool the 90s were. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. I think someone should let uh, Victoria know that there aren't actually fashion police out there. She's not <laughs> in any danger. <laughs> Can you imagine you like they come in, she's hiding under her bed. No, <laughs> don't, don't take me. me. I won't go. If you don't take me, I'll do my left leg kick out. Because <laughs> that's the all one I can do. dance move. <laughs> exactly. It's all I have. Uh, and the puffer jacket. Yeah, and the puffer jacket. Well, it's nice that she's got pictures. And I would say clearly that uh, she probably still has access to the wardrobe. If she's because she didn't say, well, I don't have that anymore. Like your white hammer pants that you apparently have misplaced. Wow. How could I not misplace them? <laughs> 30 <laughs> years later. you misplace them or are they gone? No, I'm pretty sure they're gone. Okay. Then when I say pretty sure, I'm holding out hope of something I know is not possible. Okay. <laughs> Those are some sassy pants, though. <laughs> like, Did you was... say you could fit loaves of bread in them a few years ago? You could fit probably toddlers in these pants. There's <laughs> so much fabric. And it was like a like a durable soft cotton almost like a jersey bed sheet <laughs> they were just like gypsy pants right i don't are you allowed to say gypsy pants but like kind of that abundant uh fabric and yeah they were there was a lot going on yeah so my you could feel bloated a, that day but yeah my no sister had know. a pair of these really cool blue jeans which i think were similar to what you're describing and i just remember so she used to this would have been like 1992 ish i think 91, 92. So she used to have, and she's tiny, my sister. She's like, maybe she's not even five, two, I don't think. And she weighs like, like probably 120 pounds dripping wet. Like she's just not very big. So she would have these pants on and they were like poofy, of course. And then she would roll them up at the ankles. So she had like a whole thing going on. My dad was so disturbed by this look. He was like, <laughs> what are you wearing? You look like what's happening here. And I think he even said that she had poopy pants a couple of times. <laughs> And I thought they were the coolest pants ever. Like, I love them. But uh, Daddy Alexander, not into them. Nope. <laughs> Did she wear them again? Oh, yeah. She wore them, like, for whatever, you know, for the year that it was in style or whatever. For the year that it upset her father, because that's what people do. <laughs> yeah, oh, you don't like them? I'm going to wear them again tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe just <laughs> I must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ready for uh, to throw down some trivia, Kel? Um, I am. We're always ready. 90s <laughs> now Ch -ch -ch trivia bing bong before bing i start bong. adam did you um work on your 
next feature sound effects? Is that have you ramped that up yet? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I realized that ten <laughs> minutes ago, prepping for the show. Well, twenty Maybe minutes ago. Maybe for next week, Adam. Maybe for <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe for next week. The trick is to do it right after the show, so I don't yeah. forget oh, about it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see about this. <laughs> um, question number one in. Uh, Wayne's World 2, which musicians tell Wayne in a dream, if you book them, they will come? Adam. Go, Adam. The Rolling Stones. Oh, that's nice. No, but I appreciate your That's your, a uh, big dream. Enthusiasm. Thank you. Hmm. Sharon? <laughs> oh, Sharon. Aerosmith? No. Uh, that was my second guess. Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison, that's oh. what the... But again, questionable <laughs> cards, who knows, right? Like, as for last week. Which, by the way, I would like to... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm... I think I might have mentioned this to Sharon when I saw you at work, but I put a, a clip of uh, you guys trying to answer the Janet question from last week's show. Yeah, I've seen it. I put, <laughs> I put that on our social media. And specifically on Twitter, it got... I think 20 retweets Uh-oh. and like, like over like, we had like a bunch of views and, and a lot of my followers on Twitter who I appreciate are obviously big Janet fans. And so one actually wrote, Oh, at least they tried, which, <laughs> which you should take as a Grammy award because Janet fans don't mess when it comes to trivia questions. So the fact that they had pity on you both was delightful. Oh. <laughs> I like uh, the possibility of a hashtag of uh Look at those idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least they tried. <laughs> yeah, at least they tried. Uh, all right. Question number two would be, um, wh- uh, what's this life for was a number one Billboard hot mainstream rock track hit for which band? What's this life for? That's the name of the, the song. My God. A rock band? I like how you went specific, too, on the charts. Like, not, not yep. mainstream. No. What's this life for? No. Yeah, it was a number one Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock track, and it was a hit. For, for an artist, uh, a, a solo artist or a band? Band, band. Yeah. Uh, how many name? How many na- words in their title? One word. One word. Band. What does it start with? No. Well, we're we not going to know get the it. answer. <laughs> Just tell us what it starts with. Clearly, neither of us know the answer. I thought you were going to give us a, a bone. All right. Is it starts with the letter C? Creed. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I knew this. <laughs> Did you this have any zero clue, point Adam? value? <laughs> any clue, little Adam? Well, we do play this song on our radio station. Now it, now it, it, it all makes sense. Okay. What's it called again? What's this life for? Yep. You yeah. play that on your station? Once in a while. Wow. Let me check. Yeah, it's in we, the machine. We've played. Yeah, we play it once in a while. We play higher. We do play that one too. On occasion. The pop station plays none of that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> pop station is stingy with their hints also we also play uh, my sacrifice and with arms oh, wide yeah. open we do play oh, a lot yeah. of creed yeah that one too yeah. adam i'm disappointed yeah. in you i feel like you should have known this then <laughs> i could have known this but we hey. all could have known this i'd also like to mention for our audio listeners right now who can't see what's happening but will because they're going to visit our visit our youtube channel um adam and i are both not planned wearing um sports like vehicle clothing like i have my kawasaki sweater on and you've got your mclaren it must have you washed it right adam i washed it since last week (laughs) sharon do you have a motor vehicle company that you're currently wearing or is it like a bunch of i have uh, root sweatpants on okay great (laughs) maybe 
Maybe I have pants on. Maybe you have pants on. That's For our funny. audio listeners, the threat of being pantsless is nothing new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For our YouTube viewers, you can't see anyways. <laughs> How about this, you guys? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for the class of 2021 are being celebrated, have been celebrated for weeks now, and are set to find their musical home in the Rock Hall. However, in our news file, uh, it'll be uh, actually sidebar. It's going to be in person and in Cleveland this year, which is actually where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Mm-hmm. Wonderful place to visit. Totally go there. Um, and one of the highlights, I think, for me, for last year's induction ceremony was when um, Depeche Mode were in their thank you speeches. It just seemed like they were having so much fun. They were laughing and just loving flashing back and stuff like that. So it was really cool. So in our news folder, Dave Gahan is about to release an album of covers with his longtime collaborator, Soul Savers. Um, and what he says about the album is that there's not one performer on the album that he hasn't been moved by. That's cool. Yeah. Really cool that these artists have helped him move. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think when you think of uh, Neil Young, PJ Harvey, Bob Dylan uh, on an album that has at least a dozen songs on it, uh, it's no surprise that these are artists that have moved him as an artist. Uh, But the first single is a soul classic from 1967 called The Dark End of the Street. And to tie it into a 90s flashback, if we were to go back to 1991, uh, we would have heard that on the uh, soundtrack or in the film, The Commitments. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. So if it sounded familiar at all to you, then that's why. And really good, too. Like, it's a classic that you don't try and redo to make it sound like you. You know, you yeah. just do the song and you do your best with it. And he really does a good job with it. Um, Dave Gahan and Soul Savers album called Imposter is due on November 12th. I love Dave. Yeah, good guy. Great voice. Oh, and he's in oh fine voice he's on this album, unique too. Unique voice. Unique yeah. voice. And he also looks good with short hair and or long hair, depending on the era. He's got it going on. Yeah. He's got it's long hair now, he's... right? Sorry, Adam? He's got long hair now, right? No, I think it's short now. It's, no, short. it's kind of shortish. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm on the internet looking at pictures, trying to figure it out. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? We've got uh, another one from the Not Exactly News folder also, because uh, did we talk about it last week? Guns and Roses? No. No, I talked about it with somebody else. I was probably complaining about it with somebody else. <laughs> that their new EP is, uh, is due in February. Mm-hmm. It's a four-song EP. Oh, yes, we have talked about it, and there's no new songs. Yeah, but not last week, I don't think. I'm starting to get uh, (laughs) familiar with my my rage. It's not my rage. Uh, Just the fact that these four songs, two of which are uh, live versions of songs that take us back to the early 90s, and uh, the other two are currently being played on the radio and streaming services and stuff like that. So why are we waiting till February is the question that is sort of rhetorical at this point, because... We're waiting. <laughs> I feel um, like this is how he rolls, Mr. Axel Rose, because didn't like Chinese democracy take 14 years to release or something? Well, because it wasn't finished. They right. hadn't maybe, finished. Maybe it. this one, the remix isn't done yet. The Thunder oh, brother. isn't ready. <laughs> well, um, we'll never, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> but we'll can have to wait just the though, same. Can you imagine if um, Guns N' Roses actually had a Thunderpuss remix? <laughs> I would pay money to hear that one. Oh, my God. That would um, be in my, my workout playlist. I hear in my uh, 
workout class at F45, they do play remix, remix versions of songs and Guns N' Roses do make the list, but not in a way that you wouldn't, wouldn't identify it real quick. It's okay. just very familiar, just ramped up, you know, so you can get your sweat on, pump <laughs> it up. Um, but just to wrap up the Gunners, uh, in a recent interview, Slash did say that uh, he's not one for just sitting around, so they will keep on working on stuff. So while we wait till February, maybe there will be more to add to the list of things that we'll be able to get from Guns N' Roses. All Perfecto. Right. Perfection. Uh, we are going to do a 90s rewind in a second, but I wanted to talk about uh, Elton John and how clear he is about the end of his uh, farewell to the Yellowbrick Road tour and what he wants he did an interview with Carson Daly for the Today Show and pointed out that his sons are almost teenagers. First of all, they're still 10 and 8 or 11 and 8. Um, but he says that he doesn't know how much time he has left on this earth. Um, and that, quote, you know, I've had enough applause. I don't want to keep traveling. I don't want to be away from my family, end quote. So that's not news either, because he said that when he announced the tour, yeah. He said, okay, we're going to wrap this up and I want to spend time with my family. And then we get the announcement of the tour and the tour is uh, going to last three years. And then <laughs> we get a global pandemic and that put pause in that process. So um, it's ongoing. <laughs> it seems like it's going to uh, home. Well, forever, I think. Yeah, he's been working really hard. That's clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the working from home situation uh, has him looking forward to January because in a contrast of quotes, he said, quote, everything excites me. Just, you know, the life I've had, the career I've had, the family I've got every day is a bonus. I'm sober, I'm clean, and I can appreciate life on life's terms. But then he went on to say, so excited to go and play in front of yeah. people. <laughs> and that the reaction from fans makes his soul jump. And that's a quote. See, like, oh. we've been down this path so many times with so many other artists, and I'll say it again, he should have never called it the farewell tour. He should just do what he does, and then if he wants to go out, because, like, there's people that are still kicking butt and running marathons in their, you know, 85th year, so yeah. even though he's 74, he could be propped up and headed out again, you know what I mean? So I just... I think it's okay to, to just end the tour, too. Like, just yeah. do your last one, and maybe it's the last one, and then decide that it's the last one. I think that at for the common sense of people... He's 74. Like, he's not going forever. Do you know? Yeah. Like, just, yeah. I mean, the Rolling Stones are in the same window, but they seem like they are going to go forever. But I don't know. I think it's it's up to the uh, the fan to make sure that you see the artists that you want to see. Yeah. Now. And, and I think that Elton should maybe consider, because he's already done, obviously, like a Vegas residency, right? So maybe mm -hmm. he should consider, like, doing a month reg residency in Vegas at some point when the kids maybe are on summer break or something. And then if he's living in England most of the time, he should do some kind of residency for a month in, in London, like where he does shows like every three nights or something for yeah. a month. And then because there's enough that. tourists and all that that would go to see him. And obviously London's massive to begin with. So and people would travel, right? People would travel yeah. to go see him there or in Vegas. I think he should consider that because like I think he should keep performing as much as he's able and wants to. If it, if it makes his soul jump or however you said it before, like, yeah. why would you stop? Maybe stop the big tour if that's what you need to do. But I don't think you should say like, I'm done. Or maybe he takes a tip from Melissa Etheridge to figure out how to set up yourself at home to sound really good and then offer, you know, let's meet on Thursdays or let's meet on Sundays yeah. or whatever and just do it or whenever. He can do it whenever the heck he wants. Yeah, see that'd, be, who that'd be cool to see Elton trying to do his own tech to figure out like, <laughs> like Facebook <Bollocks>. live streaming. <laughs> 
but the fun part about Elton John as an artist is that his commitment to um, music period is never going to stay, never going to stay. It's never going to change. It'll remain intact and in that yep. he'll always um, uh, be a moral boost for new artists, I think, uh, or a morale boost if they need it. That's probably why I was going with that. Uh, and the music that they make. So good for him, good for them, and good for us as fans. So I thought with Elton John in mind that our 90s Rewind would feature at least one or two of his songs. What? (laughs) Next week, Adam. Next week. (laughs) I love it. Now, Elton John, back in 1992, around this time in 1992, had two songs on the Billboard Hot 100. One called The Last Song. Yeah, so good. Really? I love You're, it. Really? That's awesome because I, I, it didn't do that great, so I'm happy that you know no, it. No, I, I, really, I really love it, yeah. Cool. Well, it didn't do amazing. Didn't even come near the top 40. Uh, well, they're lost. <laughs> <laughs> you I got that right. pen gesture, Adam. <laughs> But um, with finger action and now Adam uh, index finger, just to be clear. Um, (laughs) But the song, the one was also on the charts at that time, which was a pretty huge hit for him and great sing along and hairs on the back of your neck, standing up kind of song back in 1992. Uh, REM's drive made its debut. Same with Peter Gabriel's digging in the dirt. Two really cool songs that were keeping uh, people cool for knowing those songs. And speaking of cool, how about Mary J. Blige and Real Love? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was making it onto some mixtapes. Wooka, wooka, wooka. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one for you. Technotronics, move this. Tell me this, Kel. Mm-hmm. Big in the clubs. Yep. I uh, was in the clubs at that time. Yeah. Uh, yep. Can you tell me the name of the rapper that was featured on that one? On Move This. You like the, 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 this. the chick Don't who was actually the rapper of, yeah. the, of the group? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, isn't it something like, it's it's totally not what I'm about to say, but it's like, it's like cool Modi, but it's not. Yeah. What is it? I have no idea. Yeah, Kid K. That's it. I was close. Mm, how oh. many times can I say yeah without you <laughs> figuring it out? Get it. <laughs> Hello, Creed. <laughs> yeah all right so yeah kid k on that note we wrap it up that's your 90s rewind a rando sampling of some fun in 1992 nice and before we uh wrap up the show on behalf of adam and i'm sure he'll pipe in we would like to uh congratulate miss sharon on 25 years of being at uh show 977 the spirit of rock here in montreal thank you uh, she is the queen of rock the one and only (laughs) what Thank you very much. <laughs> she even has a jersey that says it. I've got a That's question. True. I do. When when did that name come around for you to be the Queen of Rock? Has that been Queen like of Rock, 25 years was... going on or did it happen after 10 or whatever? Where does that come from? Uh, it came pretty early, actually. It was probably, I would say, at least 20 years. And it came wow. from uh, listeners, two listeners who have since become friends. Wow. The Obviously, girls, if you're right? going to be given a name like that, you're going to stay friends with people <laughs> like that. So, yeah, it was the party girls that are uh, uh, major U2 fans, but they also at that time were like uh, soccer moms and, you know, elementary school age kids and stuff like that who just happened to maintain the love for their favorite band as 16 year olds would, but they were grown adult women that listened to, to show them and, and uh, they would request U2 all the time. And we spoke 
regularly back in the day. And so Queen of Rock it was. Nice. Well, it suits you. I'll take it. Oh, thank you very much. Congratulations. Did you eat all the uh, pastries that that were given to you? I was so uh, treated and feted that day. Fatted, if not feted. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of really kind gestures and a lot of really nice things said on uh, social media. So thank you very much. And I appreciate it. Everything was delicious. Great. And the kind oh, no gestures finger, were delicious No finger too. hand gestures, just just good good gestures. Just uh, full-fisted <laughs> salutes. Okay. Rock on. <laughs> well, congratulations, Sharon, on behalf of all of us here at the, the Big 90s show. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's super fun. I'm uh, It's remarkable. I like the people that said, so you started when you were five? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we'll glad leave I didn't it offer up the, the 15 that I was going to say. I, I figured that might be safe, but five sounds better. So we'll <laughs> yeah, <a> child prodigy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, there, there goes our our uh, flashback to our favorite decade, right, you guys? Perfect. Until next week. Perf. Until next week, and we get into uh, an extension of season 10 here on 90s Now. Thank you, everybody, for finding us wherever it is that you do, whether it's audio, which we appreciate you because you've been uh, long-term. And if you're new to the visual, thank you for that, too. Uh, we're, we're brushing our hair and uh, making sure that we look as, uh, as fly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.